Welcome everybody to the Spawn of Me podcast. This is episode 190 of our show. I'm your host, Kylie Adams, and I'm joined this week and every week with my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the man who makes the Knicks almost look good because they haven't started the season yet, but I saw him rocking some red gators mixed with some orange Ewings mixed with some blue John Starks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't even know how to follow that except to say, I hope Bercago, you got your marshmallows ready because we gonna be roasting y'all. Yo, you had actual marshmallows. That's dope. That's yeah, the marshmallows so dope. is real. Oh my god! Oh my god! I can't believe you actually had marshmallows. I got well, that I got man, skull and bones. That count? Kind of. It kind of counts. I can't front on that. It kind of counts. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> uh, my other man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the man who makes gaming looks good, who makes. Uh, everything else look good in the world because he is just that dope. It is Sharif Jackson of SharifJackson.com. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. Marshmallows on deck. You know what I'm saying? It's just, <laughs> it's just how we get down now. Like, like we pack marshmallows. You know? so that's I didn't know that that was like an on deck thing. I didn't know that you could just like have on deck marshmallows. Hey, man. I mean, I'm, I mean they uh, call me a uh, day puff in the hood, man. You know, guy those marshmallows. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Oh my god, I can't believe it. And <laughs> that other wonderful voice is the Duchess of Diversity owner, CEO, everything in that piece to I Need Diverse Games. It is Tanya DePass. How are you doing, Tanya? I'm good. How are you? I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm I'm happy to see you all. Uh thank you all for uh holding down the fort last week. Again, another phenomenal show. Uh always as as you do. Uh, holding it down for the rest of the crew. Uh, we have a lot of news this week. Uh, we have a lot of stuff that's happening. We have stuff that's been good and stuff that's been bad. <laughs> we have a whole gamut of emotions that are going on. If you're watching us on Twitch, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to watch us and hang out with us. Um, if you've been listening to the show, again, thank you to lis- thank you for listening uh, to us every week uh, and coming back and, and hanging out with us in audio form. Uh, if you, again, are on Twitch, you might notice there's a little new check mark by our name. Uh, we have to give a huge shout out to the folks over at Twitch uh, for seeing our dopeness and putting it out in the world and giving us our partnership on Twitch. Shout out to them for, for making that happen because it's really freaking cool to be partnered on Twitch. Uh, so we can bring our show to you here uh, and in audio uh, form. So very cool that we are able to do that. And uh, thank you to everyone I woke up this morning and just like poked in to see if anybody else had subbed uh, to our channel. And we had already been at six subs before I even like started anything that started anything today. So uh, that is phenomenal. Yep. You know, again, anything that you can do uh, to help support us in Bercago is is super welcomed. And uh, we are really humbled by uh, the ability for to have that kind of be a thing that is actually happening to us mm-hmm. now. Um, anybody else in the crew want to kind of chime in on that? Yeah, I mean, super, super happy to be down with all you guys. And also, remember out there, if you subscribe to Amazon Prime, you are able to subscribe for free. You have to renew it every month, but you but, you're, but you are able to subscribe to any channel on Twitch. So right. we would love it if you used your Amazon Prime subscription on Spawnami. I mean, of course, if you have the annual Amazon Prime. Uh, you can, you don't have to worry about paying every month or subscribing every month. So you're good. Right. You're good to go. Right. And Tanya, I know it's a special month since we're in September. Yes. 
I, I know I know you want to you want to <laughs> share out what what this September is for Twitch folks. Uh, for this September, if you are an affiliate or partner, as Bonami is, people can subscribe you for half off this first month. So only two fifty. So two whole dollars and fifty cent will get you a subscription access to to your favorite partner or affiliate streamer. Word. So so again, thank you to everyone who who hooked us up already, even before we got onto our first partner stream uh, and helped out with um, making sure the Bracago is going to move along in the future. So uh, I know we have a lot of stuff to talk about uh, this week. There's a lot of stories, um, a lot of cool stuff to get into. Reef, I know uh, you are the 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 holder of the docket. You are the person who makes sure that we are news used in and informed uh uh share share the first story with everybody at home um and uh let everybody know what's going on sure um so the first story is that my web browser crashed so i gotta get back into uh uh, that's a great story um (laughs) why don't you guys give a quick sort of packs uh quick thing about you guys experience at packs actually yeah dip into the first story here we're Tanya, Tanya, take that away because you, you were like the Pax extraordinaire. Like there was a belt for Pax. You oh my god, that belt. <laughs> yeah, I, I may have done a little too much at Pax. Um, so I did a couple things actually at Pax Dev, which is the developers conference. Uh, can't talk about it though because it is a black boxed event, so uh, devs can speak a lot more freely than they would at, at more of a public venue, even at GDC. Um, but Cleef and I shared the stage for two panels. One was about streaming safely. And uh, went really well. We got a lot of good questions. And, um, you know, it was a good group because it was Sharif. Uh, I'm looking at Sharif. I wish Sharif was there. <laughs> Khalif. It was Khalif, myself, UGR Gaming, uh, Brandon Stettis, uh Andrea, uh, Simply Andrea, and Nikki Manzi, who's Victory of the People, and Adam Koble, who's uh, Skinny Ghost on Twitter, Adam Koble. And we had a good discussion. And I think a lot of people were taking notes and paying good attention. And our, our friends from Gamertag snuck in for a little bit of the panel. <laughs> and uh, the one I was really hype about that uh, Khalif actually recorded was our uh, Hustle and Flow panel, talking about the realities of making it and all those myths. So uh, why don't you give a brief take on it, since we haven't really talked about the panel and how you thought it went. I mean, first of all, anyone who gets the pleasure to go uh, to see Tanya do a panel, <laughs> Tanya is like the dopest moderator of all moderators. <laughs> like she, she like her moderator hand is strong and it's great because it keeps everyone on track and makes sure that everyone has a, a chance to kind of get into the space and talk. Um, but also the way that Tanya kind of like flows conversations around the topic is, is fantastic. Um it was my first panel ever at a, at a conference in that form. Um, and it was ama- It was an amazing experience. It's so really, it's so cool to kind of be able to see so many smart and really talented and passionate people get together and talk about something that they care about. Um, I always love to be able to kind of hang out with Tanya and, and chill with the rest of the folks that, that we get. UGR is, is Brendan is Brendan is such a good soul. Like I love Brendan. Uh, if you're, you have the chance to go check out his channel, uh, UGR gaming, you should definitely do it. Um, getting a chance to hang out with, with Zoe Quinn again and go hang out with her is always really fun. It's nice to be able to kind of chill with her. And like, um, now that we've hung out in circles, uh, more than once, like to be like, yo, what up? How you doing? Yo, what's good? Like that stuff is really cool. Uh, and, and everybody else who was on, it was on all the panels again, it was 
a phenomenal lineup and thank you tanya for inviting me and also kind of uh putting those things together because it was super dope it was a lot of fun it was super fun you're welcome i'm I'm glad we got a chance to talk about it because i think what a lot of people don't want to talk about is that road to getting to where they are especially when it comes to like the failures and all the hard things that happen um so i'm glad that we had that conversation and if we do it again i definitely want to uh tweak it a little bit and and get a little bit more into that meat of it because we didn't quite hit all our talking points but i i enjoyed it Mm -hmm. and i had fun yeah it was great it was also really great to not work a show (laughs) that felt so good awesome like people people got a chance like people would come up to me like hey kyle what are you doing i was like nothing i ain't doing (laughs) shit i'm not chasing anybody down i'm not having to go run and go and go record anything it's really nice to be able to not not actually actually have to work a show and um it was cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm only hoping since it was called Hustle and Flow, Kyle, that like you were dressed up as Terrence Howard and trying to rap as <laughs> as as a uh, pimp in, in uh, Memphis. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> no, but what we did do was have every damn hustling play as people came in. <laughs> that was that was that was really dope, actually. That yeah, was yeah, dope. so black. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but that's the thing, though, right? You got to do it. You got to do it. Like, if you can't do that with your peoples, that's true. Then how can you? How can you not? You're right. Get it when you got that chance. Oh, I have. If we ever all do our panel at PAX or at a conference, I have so many ideas of what our walkout music should be. So many oh, ideas of what our walkout music should be. I don't want. Well, first of all, C got to dance, so that's going to be a whole other thing. We got to make. We got to make C dance. For, uh, dance dance for like Ray Lewis, the killer. Do the killer dance. Oh my god. Coming out. Yeah. Uh. Just stabbing uh. air. Just the stabbing air. This is unreasonable. And anyway, it was it was a lot of fun. And uh, again, Tanya, Tanya's fantastic. Definitely need to go and check out um, any panel that she does. And the panel um that we were on uh, about uh hustle and flow uh should go up uh more than likely this weekend. Uh, I'm gonna edit it together, do a quick edit and put it up so that you can see it. It'll be on our YouTube ch- YouTube channel. Uh, and it may actually, we may actually put it on the VODs here, uh, on Twitch as well. Cause that'll be a cool place for people to be able to check it out. So uh, keep your eyes in and ears open for that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, everybody that was on that panel was, uh, me, Khalif, uh, Brandon again, Zoe Quinn, uh, our friend Shanae Bryant over at take two and, uh, Caitlin Tremblay, who just has a book coming out. Uh, if it's not out already, it'll be out very soon. Yeah. It's, it was, it was real, real cool. So I'm, I'm assuming that. Brother Reef has now fought technology. And won. <laughs> I have. He has beat the shit out of out of, out of Chrome and, and and figured out how to make it work. So jump into jump into the first story uh, for for one ninety for everybody at home. Sure. Uh, so the first story um, is about our favorite console, the Xbox One, um, and it is a, a story about actually some advances in the technology um, involved with actually downloading content to to your hard drive um and they basically call it intelligent delivery tech okay it's oh. it's like actually called intelligent delivery that's right um, got that id which you know special delivery <laughs> oh it should be called special delivery they should add gdip in the ad yeah they should add gdip harlem shaking shake it right oh my god definitely would have made this for real um, but, but um, yeah, yeah. So um, essentially, what uh, oh, you guys have got to see these people 
trying to Harlem Shake on the video. <laughs> no, <laughs> please, no. please watch Twitch. Uh, no. I can guarantee. If you, if, you, if, you get, if you hit us with a three tier sub, see the <laughs> Harlem yeah. Shake. I guarantee that. <laughs> yeah, you, you give us twenty five dollars, right. you can have a Harlem <laughs> Shake. <laughs> we, we will Harlem Shake for subs. Right. All right, right. That's, yeah. that's, that's what it is. Otherwise, I smoke the TV. I smoke the internet, <laughs> mama. Um, yeah, what? So, so, oh my God, Cortana! Did you actually just do it? She that's did right. It. She, she just did, did the the tier three sub. No, I think no. She did a Twitch Prime sub. Thank you. Oh, was thank it? You, yes. Yes. Thank. No. Thank you, Cortana. Thank you very much. Hey, um, Cortana. Yes. So, uh, intelligent. Delivery aside from uh, auto purchasing every G Depp album in existence for you, right. um, it like also lets you um, pick and choose what assets to to uh, download. So like what that means is you know if you happen to have a uh, 4K TV and you want to download like the enhanced versions of like games, then you can. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have that, then like then you don't have to. So like that helps you save on like a file size and like all that all, all all that stuff and as i feel like if you're not a pc gamer you might not recognize how much size some of these high resolution textures actually take up you know um so like you know you really don't want to be wasting like your hard drive um if you're not actually going to be able to use those those um assets um another thing that like i can be big are like different like uh, language options you know mm-hmm. and, and they also mentioned that you don't have to download every single language in the world if you know that you're only going to play with uh, English or French or like a or or, or a Spanish. So I think this is pretty cool, um, especially given that the uh, Xbox One X is dropping. So obviously, you know, you know, not everyone that has the X is going to have like the 4K HDR stuff to actually take advantage of it so you know i think it's great that it gives people like an option to save that like hard drive space um and you know i just like seeing increases in technology i hope that this makes like the network you know actually download stuff faster as well um i don't have an xbox one um i do know i'm always complaining about sony for their slow download uh, times over uh, psn uh, wired or wireless um, yeah, that's true. So, so I'm hoping, you know, that um, some, something like this can like uh, spur both uh, Sony and, and Nintendo to like think about, you know, up in their game here. See, I want to ask you a quick question. Sure. Do you feel like this is now a I'm not going to jump into the far end of the pool and be like, this is a selling point. But do you think this is a, a part that they can kind of tote and uh, throw behind uh, any not marketing, but maybe marketing? Um, No. Right. Because it's. it's it's not sex. It's not sexy enough, but it's it's definitely innovative It's definitely something that they can put, uh, you know, as a feather in the cap. And, and um, you know, one of the the big things that I've always kind of harped on about uh, Microsoft and the Xbox is that they needed to find ways to differentiate themselves from uh, the PlayStation PlayStation's in the lead. Um, they're not going to be catching the PlayStation, uh, PlayStation four owners anytime soon. They need to figure out ways to e- explain to people why, why owning an Xbox above and beyond exclusives is the thing that they want to do. And this is definitely something that you can kind of talk about, but it's, it's difficult to put in a soundbite. But yeah. as as you know, as we talked about a few weeks ago, 
um, on the show where we were talking about some game. I forgot what the what the what game upcoming game is that's going to be, you know, 178 gigs or something like that. Um, just the, the the fact that games are going to be larger, you know, like like we were talking about with 4K games. All those games are going to be larger and and they're going to take up more space. If you're anywhere within uh, the Comcast cable Internet universe, uh, you know about uh, your size, your data cap limits. Mm -hmm. Um, And with all of these games, you're going to be hitting, you know, you're going to be running close, dangerously close to uh, to those limits. So this is a way for you to, uh, you know, at least mitigate some of that at, at some level uh, because it makes it, you know, you only get the stuff that you need. And for games like FIFA, for the sports games where they have commentary in multiple languages, those commentary tracks take up a lot of space. So that's going to really reduce the amount uh, a game like FIFA will will take. Um, you think about JRPGs or, you know, any games that come from overseas where there was localization done and you're downloading that stuff. You don't have to download it. Um, they were also talking about like the potential for different SKUs within a digital product where it could be marketed just for one to one region as opposed to where the native tongue is, is something different as opposed to another region. That's a great thing. Uh, another thing that, that uh, this presents or another opportunity this presents is the opportunity for multiple disc games uh, or for, for, yeah, for them to release multiple disc games. Up until this point, neither Sony or Microsoft has been able to print a game on more than one disc because of downloads. So if you think about games like uh, the the Halo collection where that had a bunch of problems because you installed the disc and then you had huge huge downloads uh, that you had to that you had to do you don't have to do that anymore it's just an install from a physical disc uh, you install the first disc and then you in- install the sec- second disc and I think this the software has the option for up to seventeen multiple discs seventeen discs uh, wow. which which Harken back to the days of installing uh, Windows <laughs> Windows ninety five right. on three and a half inch floppies. That's um, right. So, oh so, God, uh, that reminds me when I used to have an MPC and you had one beat and it was only thirty two discs. Right, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you had so, to load everything in back in the back. Yeah, so um, you know, I mean, I think this really is a great opportunity, and and it's and is quite a a big shift in the way things are going to be done uh, moving forward. And uh, I think it's rolling out to alpha or the pre premiere Xbox insiders uh, tomorrow, uh, Friday, September 14th, September 15th, um, or may have been today. Um, But, uh, and then other Xbox insiders will get it really soon. And then after that, uh, everyone else will get it with the new update, uh, which the new dashboard is really nice. That's cool. I like that stuff. I mean, it's good to see that uh, Xbox and Microsoft have really been thinking about trying to um, make your game experience a little bit easier to kind of deal with. And also, you know, the caps that we have all on our cables, (laughs) our cable uh, uh, and internet subscriptions, I know I've been blowing through my what is it? I think uh, Comcast has like a terabyte. Yep. Right. I blow I blow through a terabyte at least a month. Right. Especially mm-hmm. especially like my machine died this week or last week. 
uh, hence the reason why I wasn't able to help with the show and redownloading all the stuff that I had in Steam that I wanted to play that easily brought <laughs> yeah. me past my, my terabyte all right. over again. So, right. yeah. Anyone else have any other parts to jump in on, on this particular story? You know, it, it's cool and all, but um, I just want to give a nod to Paris and Chet. I love my Xbox, but until they get more titles, it, I don't care how quick I can download stuff. I'm not really using <laughs> it for that. Right. And uh, I, I don't even want to think about my cable bill because every time I turn on the PS4, there's an update. Somebody's got a 10 gig patch. And it's just like, <laughs> I already had to buy a two terabyte drive for for all my games. Right. So I'm, I'm just like, that's cool that you want to reduce download speeds. Right. But that, you know, I need I need more than than that to encourage me to get anything else. Right, I, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Tanya. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just acknowledging uh, something in the chat where it's like, you know, there was a PS4 update today and I had to update Destiny before I could stream it. So it was like five gigs there, however big the update was. Right. Rip my cable bill. Right, right, <laughs> right. I, I wonder, though, I think that's going to be, uh, people's going to have the impetus to do what uh, both Sony and Microsoft uh, kind of threw into their packages with having all your games on external hard drives. And just making sure you have all that stuff somewhere, because like if you lose a thing, you you don't have to re-download it. Right. But being able to do these kind of incremental downloads is really smart. It's nice to see right. them be able to do that stuff. It feels more like Steam in that way. Yeah. Another another thing that this you know another opportunity this provides mm-hmm. is uh, for you know one of the things that that uh, both Microsoft and Sony talked about at the launch of this generation was how the games would would load or would install in portions so that you could play a portion of the game while the game is still installing in uh, the cloud right in the yeah in the cloud whatever, whatever. <laughs> um but but uh the uh the the great thing about this now is because they have uh what they're calling chunks i believe yeah um so really yeah so that you know and it's just packages so you know i come from the unix world so i you know i understand packages and, and, and how yeah how the dis- different distros work um but the what this is going to allow you to do is let's say you have a game that is multiplayer focused but has a single player campaign and you play through that single pay- player campaign you can remove you can delete that from your hard drive and free up that space um and and now that space is gone and allows you to do different things. Um, so, you know, all of those things in, in, in concert give you an opportunity to really kind of uh, streamline and make more efficient uh, the space that you use and the things and the, and the content that you consume. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think, I think where, where, where it could be really interesting is, you know, given the uh, point that, um, that like a C just made with the multiplayer and the single players, if they start to say, Hey, do you only care about multiplayer? Buy this mm. multiplayer for 20 bucks. Do you right. care about single player? Buy this for right. 20 bucks. You want the whole thing? You know, 50, 60 bucks. I, I think that's where it like could be cool. And like Microsoft could be building in the infrastructure to be able to support that. Even, even if it's only on their first party stuff, I think it would be awesome. Right. If, if uh, something like that could come into play. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see how that works. I hope it doesn't blow chunks. Aha! That's going to be a funny joke no. to somebody who liked the jokes. Nobody liked that joke? Uh, no. 
Wow, that was so much silence. <laughs> that was so much silence. I hate you all and I love you all at the same time. Um, so besides that, um, that's a cool story. I'm happy that's the thing that's that's going on. I know another thing that's happening is we've been playing a shit ton of games. We've been playing a lot of stuff uh, over the past week or so, uh, even more than that. Um, we should go around the, the table and see kind of what people have been digging into because there's a lot of games. out. I, I feel like Every time that we get on the show, we just say, oh, my God, there's another thing that just came out that is really cool. And I want to take advantage and play it. Um, see, did you have you had a chance to play anything in the past week? I know you've been super busy, uh, but I'm uh, checking in on you. See if you had anything to play. Who, me? Yeah, yeah. Man, listen, I had things to play. I have been super busy, but I have got no sleep. Look at my eyes. No <laughs> sleep. Um, <laughs> no sleep till Brooklyn. Yeah, no sleep till uh, Bracago or um, the farm or tower. Because um, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, look, look. I mean, let's let's be real. It is all about destiny, right? Um, you know, it's all about destiny too. It's all about uh, getting that nightfall and and finishing your quest for your uh, for your guns and and attempting the raid now that someone has finished it and there are clues and strats out there uh, for people to to run. It's all about getting out there this weekend and playing some more, more and more Destiny Two. Um, yo, I'm nice in the Crucible. Are you really? Yo, it's crazy. When did this happen? When did this happen? Did, I, you, did you take some <laughs> performance enhancing drugs? No, nah, you know what this happened. You know what it is? You know what it is? Well, I, I'm always... I don't do drugs. Um, so... Okay. <laughs> right. So, okay. Uh, so, the, so the, the, the real story is I'm dope at the Crucible uh, because everybody is playing the single player right now. Right. You know, nobody is, is really... You know, everyone's trying to do the Nightfall and do the raids and, you know, and get all the exotic gear that they possibly can so the pool of players is garbage and i just happen to be better smelling garbage than the the rest of the players if you don't believe me i got video proof i got video Whoa. proof of the people are garbage oh you, oh you, well me being, being nice smelling garbage as i'm ripping people to shreds in the in the crucible that's reasonable. Yeah, That's reasonable. yeah. I, I've been more successful in the Crucible and Destiny too, as well. I, I I've definitely had a way better time. I've definitely had got on some way longer streaks than I ever did um, in Destiny One. I've definitely felt uh, felt better about it. So I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. What are what are your what are your thoughts about Destiny right now? Because I know we all kind of dug into the uh, the beta stuff. Uh, a couple weeks ago and now that it's actually out in the wild we've all been playing together uh at least but i didn't really hear your full thoughts about all the stuff that you've been doing up to this point reef well um i've been playing a lot um and one thing that i've really appreciated about this game is how you can level like without doing the raid um so Mm. in like destiny one it was like a huge huge grind to even be able to do the raid and then that was like to barely do it. And then you could kind of level by getting drops from the raid. Um, at this time, though, like I've been just doing the quests and strikes and just doing normal public events. And I beat the uh, campaign and I'm at 289. Wow, yeah. you're at 289 already? Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, 
And holy crap! So so I'm almost near the level cap, which I think is 300. I think the power cap or whatever. Um, yep. So like the fact that I can do that without doing the raid makes me happy because that means I can go into the raid, be a little over leveled, you know, which is great like for me because it means I won't die as much. Um, and I think that th- there's going to be more people that do this raid, not only because the the uh, the original like uh, power level is low but because you can level up to do it so easily well well not it still takes time but you're doing like so many varied things that you're not just doing like the same old stuff that you did in a in a destiny one so i'm super happy about it um and i also want to try out the uh guided games once they open that as well so yeah i'm i'm really feeling it i'm really enjoying the game a lot tanya Yes, Tanya. So you streaming a little bit before? Yeah. Uh, getting your, getting your. I forgot what character you're rolling currently. Uh, I've got a love. I just made level fourteen with my hunter. Oh, okay. Nice, nice, nice. Very cool. Very cool. How how you digging the game? I love it. And you know, I talked all kind of shit about the first Destiny. Um, <laughs> well, because I got into it too late. And I, I know I sound like a broken record, but I didn't try the first Destiny until Taken King came out, and I got it all in a bundle. And mm. it was way too late to find people who were also just starting off. And I played oh, with I folks who had been with uh had been playing the game since day one. And there was no chance to really learn the game. And since there wasn't really a a story in a single player like second like the second one has, I was just out there flapping in the wind. So <laughs> I uh I got tired and bored and angry with the first uh Destiny real quick and let it go. Um a lot of but do. Yeah, so it was just like, whatever. And then, you know, I got into the beta, played it, really enjoyed it. And I've found some, uh, you know, folks that really get into it and are are good at it and are willing to, like, you know, kind of shepherd and help and show me because they were playing the first game. They know a lot of the lore and and they're just into it. It was uh, it's been fun to play on stream. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple there's a couple of things. First of all. I think I'm at two, I may be almost at 270 at this point. I feel like I've been moving kind of slow in terms of leveling. And I haven't, I mean, I've had a couple of breaks. I've been playing a couple of different things, but I feel like I'm not leveling as fast as everybody else. And I need, need to just grind some more. I mean, you're raid ready. Um, I'm raid ready, but it doesn't, it feels like I'm not in some weird way, but even though I know the, the numbers say that I am, but I feel like I don't have the weapons that I want yet to, to feel like I'm going to be really competitive in the raid yet. Um, interestingly enough, it's been so much fun to stream it again, which is the thing I didn't know. Shout out to the disruptor of all disruptors, Nani J. Cool, uh, who came in uh, during the last stream in the middle of me having a rant about uh, hunter gear being ass cheeks and booty butt cheeks because uh, they're terrible and they are freaking the worst uh, L.L. Bean-esque gear that you could get. Wow. It looks like stuff that you would find in in Field and Stream magazine <laughs> wow. mixed with, yeah, it's terrible. It's it's, it's awful. Um, and we were we were doing the Nightfall. It was me, Reef, and I forgot who else was it was. It was, it was uh, Dan, uh, Dan, um, Oc- Oculus Mortis on uh, Oculus Mortis. Dan the robot. Uh, yeah, not Dan the robot. Oh, not Dan the robot. And we ran and we ran the game. <laughs> we ran to the Nightfall, and Reef automatically starts to shade my ship he shades my ship and it, it hurts even more when reef shades your ship because he is like so into space I love so it makes it even worse <laughs> when he shades your ship and was like yo your ship has mad thrusters on it 
and that joint is garbage and looks like a, 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 a gun out of Mass Effect and you whack something. Wow. And I was like, yo, Reef, I love you. You're my dude. Why you got to talk about my ship like that? And then magically, Nani J. Cool, out of nowhere, coins thrust or bust. And I don't know where thrust or bust came from, but thrust or bust now is a thing. So anytime I have to go and actually stream Destiny, thrust or bust will be in the damn tag on Switch when it goes down. And it sucks now because I changed my ship and I have to change my ship back only so that when I stream, <laughs> I will have that ship with all 70,000 thrusters on it on the stream when I play with uh, so that Nani can give me shade. Um, but Hunter Gear, Hunter Gear is so ass right now. It's so terrible. It looks so whack and I'm mad at it because it doesn't look cool. Every Warlocks look super dope and they freaking look like butterflies and shit and, and Titans <laughs> look all cool. And hunters look like they are on the corner asking for handouts. It's terrible. Wow. It's awful. I, it is real bad. The arm wraps. It's that's what bad. bothers me. I'm like, why am I running around with rope still around my wrist? Here's the dope, here's the dope thing. Word. Here's the dope thing. They gave every other class dope stuff. The only thing that, that got any love or that any got any kind of recognition with hunters is that they got the racist wraps that they had to take out of the game. Yep. They got the racist arms that they had to take out of the game. Oh, shit. And, and, and pull right. out. That's messed up. They gave they gave them they gave them whack racist arms with knives on it. They give us they give them like freaking. You had uh, K's too. You had K's. Yeah, with K's and right K's and knives. Wow. Like, oh man. At least I got a nice cape. It's kind of raggedy, but still kind of nice. What are these half-ass capes? Capes that are like come off the side. They're like asymmetrical capes and shit. What the fuck is this? Yo, it's that's terrible. that's how all that's uh that's the kind of cape that uh, Russell Westbrook would, would wear, yo. So you you Damn. good. Damn. Wow. That's great. <laughs> we just we went there. We went there. Okay. Oh god. Yeah, but see, people in chat are talking shit about about hunters. hunters. But so I'm gonna remind uh Malevent who couldn't make jumps as warlock. Oh, wow. I mean, you do have wow. to get used. to I know Melvin. I can talk that shit. Although I say that wow. now, I'm gonna get a text message. Floating <laughs> <laughs> ass hunters, floating ass warlocks. What? Wait, Vicious anyway. said he's disgraced the warlock order and embraced the Titan life. See. Oh, oh wow. Anyway, it's it's yeah. See? People just turning turning sides <laughs> and switching characters and running running stuff and just not caring about life. Has anybody found a really cool <laughs> weapon that they like so far? Anything that they really are like excited and happy that they got? Uh, the See? uh, oh, go ahead. I was thinking. Yeah, I've got the the was it the sunburst? I think it is that the, the uh, hand cannon sunshot. The, yeah, sunshot. Yeah, that's uh, it's a uh, it's a uh, exotic that does solar power, does uh, solar damage, and when you when you kill someone, to kill an enemy, it explodes. So when you've got hordes of ads like. Uh, um, you know, thrall or those those stupid cabal dogs. Um, you can shoot you can shoot one of the cabal dogs, and as they're all running, it blows them all up in a chain. Mm. So that's that's really dope. Um, the other ga- the my other main weapon is uh, I think it's called the Origin Story. It's not an exotic. It's a primary kinetic auto rifle that mm. does it stacks damage after a kill. Up to six times, so you have a a rampage meter after every kill, and every subsequent kill raises that raises the damage, the amount of damage that you do 
up to X, you know, times six. So that that thing can be really, really powerful if you if you do it well and if you're a good shot. Word. Reef, do you have any uh, special weapons uh, or, or armor that you think is real sexy right now? Yeah, the uh, Borelis, the exotic sniper rifle. Um, oh, yes. Because it lets you change the element. Uh, so it's really awesome during the nightfall when the uh, element is always changing. Like, all you have to do is just hold down, like, the reload button and it and it changes. It just cycles between Arc, Void, and uh, Solar. So, like, it's, it's like, great. I mean, not only in the nightfall, but, like, just, you know, if I'm going through and I see one of those shielded, you know, harpies or, like, a, or like a, something like that, I, I just switch to arc, boom, and just bounce. You know? So, yeah, I, I really love that that uh, weapon. It's pretty dope. Yeah. Tanya? This is going to be terrible. I know y'all are going to talk shit about me, but I don't remember <laughs> the name of any of these guns. That's fine. <laughs> it Sorry. was, like, the, uh, it was one of the ones, the purple ammo is, like, it does, it's one of the plasma weapons I picked up. It does, like, 160 damage. Um, it was mm-hmm. the only way I got through uh, one of the missions today right before we streamed. Because I was, <laughs> I was getting booked. Like, it was just, it was, mm. I just like you know what I quit. I guess y'all just on your own. The hunter, the hunter's dead, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know but what I, y'all going to do, right? Like you just, you just. Well, I tried. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so far for me, graviton lance is my go-to mm. weapon in Crucible. It's so good. Um, being able to get people together um, and explode them. Uh, when they are in, uh, in in bunches is great because a lot of people like to team shoot uh, in Crucible, which is which which is a smart tactic. You should be doing that. Uh, but being able to kind of get those folks in there and get some kills on that is great. Um, and I also feel like the um, the uh, shaders that I've been getting have been really good. Uh, Nebula Rose currently is the dopest shader in the game. A good one. I will fight you. If you say otherwise, I'm not even gonna look at the chat. Not even don't bless, <laughs> don't play with me. Uh, I'm not. I'm it's not even so gonna look cute. at the chat because I know you're gonna say some shady stuff about my Nebula Rose. But it's absolutely so far the best shader I've seen in the game. Have you? Have you all really quickly before we before we jump into the break? Have you uh, had any issues with the shader stuff? I know people are kind of were in an uproar about um, shaders being uh, more of a one time use thing. Uh, and being a, a, a what do you call it? Uh, what's the thing? this consumable? Yes, consumable. Uh, than it was in the last game. Have you had anything where you're like, I don't like this? Or no, has it just been kind of. Okay? I have too many shaders to even do anything with, man. And it's been like that since I beat the campaign. I've never had a point like, man, I really wish I had the shader. It's like you you get drowned in shaders, right? Like so, like as long as you're like. You're like turning in uh, things to to the NPCs, and you're leveling up and getting the bright Ingrams and all that stuff. You will have a million shaders. So I think that this whole thing is more about the principle and how it can be like a slippery slope kind of argument. I, th- I think that's really where people are getting. But um, you know, I think that the shader thing is a non-issue. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm not really messing with shaders until I get too close to my final build. Um, you know, get high enough level, get the armor that I that I really like, 
and get the weapons that I really like. And then I'll use I'll use some shaders and I'll try and customize uh, my stuff after that. Um, but until then, I'm stockpiling those shaders like a fucking squirrel <laughs> getting ready for it. <laughs> the one thing I do think is going to be really interesting and weird uh, is the less about the shaders and more about the weapon mods and armor mods. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is the thing that's going to clog up my, my vault right. and not get a lot of use uh, and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. well, well the, the uh, great news is once you get to 280, like, like, like you can use three of the rare mods to make the legendary ones that add the five to your attack or defense. Uh, so I've been using that okay. a lot. So I clean those out real quick because I just yeah. made a bunch of legendary ones. Oh, nice, nice, nice. All right. So we're about to hit our break. Uh, We're going to take two to three minutes, uh, get ourselves together, get some water. um, And then we're going to come back with a really interesting story about uh, (laughs) PewDiePie (laughs) and racism. That guy is awesome. Oh, wait a minute. Racism isn't. Racist pie. <laughs> yeah, we'll be right back after this. Hey, Spawn Army listeners, this is the crew of the Optional Podcast coming to you each week from New York City, where we host a show all about the latest in video games and entertainment. Our podcast is on a mission to highlight more voices of color in games media. We represent those who love the art form but don't fit in with the gamer status quo. So be sure to check us out at theoptionalpodcast.com. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, and YouTube. We're not your typical gaming podcast. This is video game commentary for the rest of us. What's good, Internet? This is Austin Walker, a.k.a. Professor Killer, a.k.a. David Foster Flawless, a.k.a. Bars Von Trier. You already know what it is. And since you do, you should also already know that Spawn on Me keeps it real when it comes to games, culture, and holding it down even when the world is on fire. Welcome to Bricago, y'all. Hey everybody, welcome back to the episode of Spawn on Me that you are now watching, episode 190 of our show. Uh, we just had a really fun discussion about a lot of cool stuff, and if you didn't check it out and you didn't peep it, uh, be able, be, be sure to check it out uh, at the end of the show when we have a VOD up of this uh, on the weekends. Uh, usually on Saturday, we'll have a VOD of the stream that went up, uh, and definitely check out our YouTube channels as well uh, to make sure that you are paying attention to all the cool stuff that we're going to give out and share and content and blah and stuff. So that being said, whew, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. We had a not great incident from our uh, not friend PewDiePie uh, over the past week uh, where uh, there was an incident in which he was playing a game on stream. Um, and uh, he had this to say uh, while he was playing the game. What a fucking nigger. Jeez, oh my god. What the fuck? Sorry, but what the fuck? So he dropped his hard R uh, in there and, and said nigger on stream. Um, and then caught some backlash about it, as he should have. Um, and that was not uh, not something I don't think that he expected to, to be able to get. But he knew that he fucked up when he said it on stream. You can see the reaction to it um, in his face. Um, I'm going to play his... Uh, his uh, response to that and his apology. Hopefully it'll have the audio this time around. Uh, but take a listen to this uh, and, and check this out. Hello. I uh, wanted to make a statement on what I said in my previous live stream. 
You probably won't believe me when I say this, but whenever I go online and I hear other players use the same kind of language that I did, I always find it extremely immature and stupid. And I hate how I now personally fed into that part of gaming as well. It was something that I said in the heat of the moment. I said the worst word I could possibly think of and it just sort of slipped out. And I'm not going to make any excuses to why it did because there are no excuses for it. I'm disappointed in myself because it seems like I've learned nothing from all these past controversies. And it's not that I think I can say or do whatever I want and get away with it. That's not it at all. I'm just an idiot. But that doesn't make what I said or how I said it okay. It was not okay. I'm really sorry if I offended, hurt, or disappointed anyone with all of this. Being in the position I am, I should know better. I know I can't keep messing up like this. And I owe it to my audience and to myself to do better than this because I know I'm better than this. I really want to improve myself and better myself, not just for me, but for anyone that looks up to me or anyone that's influenced by me. And that's how I want to move forward away from this. That's all I had to say. Thank you for watching. So, so we have this apology that comes out, right? We've already heard the first version of the apology when he came out with his anti-Semitic stuff a couple of months ago. This is not like this was like maybe a year ago. This isn't like when I was like 12. It's not like, (laughs) it's not like some whole other uh, era of your being when you were like, I didn't know any better. And this is what happens when you don't know any better. Um, I'm going to go around the table. I can see by Tanya's face right now she wants to cut a motherfucker. <laughs> which is totally reasonable. It deserves to get cut. Tanya, I, w- I want you to kind of dig into, you know, your thoughts and your feelings about, you know, how PewDiePie is is doing what he's doing. So, I hope y'all are ready for more cussing than usual. Um, fuck that dude. Fuck him and his IKEA looking ass. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> you have Tiki Torch. Look, you got Tiki Torch and some khakis. <laughs> I think I killed this room. <laughs> um, but no, but he's been doing this shit for a long time. And, you know, it's it, it's the same bullshit when somebody does something. They go, oh, I'm sorry I offended you. You know they're not sorry. The only reason he's sorry is because last time he lost money. And because he's probably losing followers, because he's probably losing subscriptions... That's the only reason he cares. And he's not genuine. He's not caring about anything. He's made his money and his reputation on being an asshole. And I'm sorry. He's a grown ass man. We need to stop saying, oh, he's a kid and he didn't know. And all the white people are like, oh, it's just a word. It's just a word for you. Fuck you. If you think it's just a word, there's weight and carriage to that word. And I want you to go up in Brooklyn, come to Chicago, come find me and call me a nigger and see what happens. (laughs) So... You know, this is the the toxicity that we bred. So, you know, nobody's, you know, until this dude loses everything or he loses major money, he loses like, you know, thousands and thousands of subs and money, he's not going to change. Then it's only going to be because he lost revenue. It's not going to be because he's a better person. So fuck that dude. Fuck everybody excusing him. And and like I said, you want to say it's just a word? Come find me. Come, Come to Brooklyn. Come to other places and say... Call somebody a nigger and see what happens. Yeah. See, what are, what are your thoughts on this? 
Um, I you know I have I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, I think if you, if you don't mind, save me for last. Okay. Uh, yeah, please. All right. All right. Uh, Reef, what are what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I've I've th- I think he's a piece of shit, and I've thought he's a piece of shit way before this. Um, yeah. I think that these are the kind of people that poster child for people that should not have this kind of big brand sponsorship. Like he's mm-hmm. done this over and over and over and over again. And I'd be annoyed if he was just some kid on the internet that didn't have any backing. But the fact that he has this co-signage, like sure he lost his YouTube red show and whatever. He's still a fucking millionaire. He still makes millions and millions of dollars a year. He still works with several advertisers in brands. And, you know, you look at, you know, like Jamel Hill calling Trump a, a white supremacist and people try and get her fired off of ESPN, you know, like and like, uh, you know, and like similar things have like happened with other folks that's that like say things way um, less out of pocket than like he did. And they instantly get they lose all their stuff. So the fact that he's been um, keeping it, I think, is a sad sign that people still don't see video games and video gamers streamers and stuff as mature they kind of hold people like him to a lower standard um and that's why he's able to get away with that stuff and i think it's a sad commentary on 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 this industry that uh, we all love um that he's able to still have a load of defenders and not only like you know trolls on the internet that are defending him but like these companies that you know, that he makes millions of dollars for. Like, it, it literally is people valuing the money over, over you know, having this person represent, like, your brand. And, and I, I think it's sickening, you know? And I think that he's clearly shown time and time again that he does not give a shit. He does not learn, even though he's a grown-ass man. And somebody like that should be kicked to the curb, you know? And, and, and like, they should be, you know banned from all these outlets and they should you know just be screaming in a corner um by himself to his friends over fucking uh playstation chat or something like that or, or like xbox live <laughs> like like it, it, i just it's so infuriating infuriating i always always mispronounce that word um to to like see people like him winning like financially and winning with the exposure and and like that kind of stuff and Oh God, and and like I know that different, um, different outlets like Game Informer and Waypoint and stuff have all written articles trashing him, but a lot of these same companies are the same ones that wrote tons of articles about this guy, tons of positive articles about this guy after all the rape threats that he did, after the death to all Jews stuff that he literally just did. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, right. You know, so it's like, you know, I want to see people like, you know, it's it's like with like with like Trump and stuff. It's like, look, you can write one thing saying that we don't agree with that stuff. But if you keep on covering them and giving them that exposure and giving the advertisers like that money, you know, it's just not going to stop. And, and it pisses me off. One of the one of the 
funny things that I was thinking about when <clears throat> kind of talking about this story, because we've been, you know, I'm happy that everyone is in the chat and I'm happy that everyone reached out to us on on Twitter and was like, what do you what do you all think about this thing? Because that that was nice to hear that our content is something that you wanted to hear us chime in on this thing. Um, it was interesting to kind of parse some of the stuff that he said and to just remember that in my brain, he is the poster child for white privilege. He is literally getting away with so much stuff that none of us could be able to do in our wildest dreams. Like the greatest lie that he told in that apology was that I can't keep doing this. I can't keep messing up like this. It's the best lie that he's ever told because he knows that one PR and all the other folks who are on the other side who need exposure for whatever game that they're doing, whatever other stuff that they have that they need to promote. He has God knows how many 57 million uh, viewers and stuff like that on, and subscribers and stuff. They know that if he were to play his, play their game on stream, that that would be a boon for their stuff. Yep. But you also have to have some level of decorum. You have to have some level of tact. You have to have some level of ability to say that this is a thing that we won't stand for. And it was only until Disney saw uh, all the stuff that he did uh, and said that they decided to pull themselves away from it. Even though he's done black jokes before, he's done all these other kinds of jokes before. Um, him say nigger on stream was the the the, the non uh, uh, like thing that you. It was it was so easy the way it flowed out of his body, right? It's a thing that I I have never said a slur that I can that I can seriously recall in all the game all the time that I've been gaming. Now I I will confess that back in the day when I was a teenager. I did use the word gay in a derogatory way often online. I did too. And I will fu- and I will fully admit that, right? After I learned that that was a terrible thing to do and learned that that is something that you should not do because it hurts people's feelings and it's and it's awful, I've removed all those things out of my lexicon. Those things are gone. They're not there anymore. So to be able to have this cat who was comfortable enough to be on his stream, say it, nigga and just let it flow and then know he botched it and try to pull it back. Let's me know that it's not a thing that he's not said before. It knows that he has company where it's okay. And lets me know that if other people still support him, they support that. Yep. And that's the thing that we have to figure out a way to kind of combat. If you want to hurt somebody, you got to hurt somebody's pockets. The only way you hurt somebody's pockets is if you take all the PR folks who are out there and you say you are blacklisted. You no longer get stuff. Yes. You don't get games. You don't get coverage. You don't get any of the stuff that we provide for you to make your living. And it was great to see the folks from Campo Santo, right. uh, Sean Vanaman, uh, speak up about this and say, we're going to take away something that is helping you to make your livelihood in a way that you can go without any repercussions and say terrible things to people and say things to say things to groups that are marginalized and just still get paid off of it. So unless there's a backlash against that, you can't deal with the trolls. You can't deal with the people who are supporters because supporters don't care. But if you take away his money, he goes away. You take away the games, he goes away. So that's the thing. I'm like, hey, if you want to do something, shout out PR companies. Shout out brands that are working with him. Shout out folks who are like, yo, this dude is doing whatever he's doing. And he makes shitty content. That's the thing that bugs me out is the fact that he makes shitty content. And that goes back to the conversation about about white privilege is if you were to have a black dude, a person of color, marginalized folk make that kind of content. There are probably two 
YouTubers currently that I can think of who make similar content to him who are doing well. Everybody else, if you were to make content like that, you would get shitted on and no one would want to see your stuff and no one would pay attention to your work. They would not give you and fly you out to things. You would not be lauded in the way that he is. You would not get any of the things that he has gotten. And that's a double standard. That's what I want. I want there to be the jackass version where uh, jackass MTV version where you have people who are just as whack and shitty of all kinds being able to make shitty, terrible content <laughs> so that the, it's, it's across the board. And we can say that it's even in that respect. But it's not because we know that if you're a person of color and you make kind of shitty uh, uh, content in that way, you're you're labeled as dumb off the bat. Right. Oh, you're a dumb nigga who makes dumb content. So that makes sense. Oh, but you're a white dude who makes content and you are, you know, people think that you're handsome. You get away with you get away with murder. So I'm going to before I throw things, I'm going (laughs) to move over to see. See, drop, drop whatever things you wanted to say about that. Things I want to say. Um, so the first thing I'll say is I, I'm kind of ashamed at all of you um, because you guys act surprised. I'm not surprised. About, right. About surprised about this, either. about this, you know, the, what he said. And, and, and the other thing is that, that I'm surprised at is that you guys are saying he's not sincere with his apology. I believe he is sincere with his apology because he's an addict. He is an addict. He is an asshole addict. He is addicted to assholery. And that has been <laughs> that has been his his uh MO since he started. It's just to be, like you said, Ka, a jackass on, on the internet. And I honestly I honestly believe that he is sorry in the moment. For what he has done, because he does realize that it can have negative financial repercussions for doing it, for saying it in public. He obviously knows what he was saying. He's obviously well, well uh, groomed and accustomed to saying uh, that word in that way within that context. Um, You know, it's it's. What like when I first heard about the story, I was like, "Oh wait a minute, is everybody kind of overreacting because, uh, you know, he said nigga, and and you know, and then I watched the video and was like, oh, what a nigger! Like that is <laughs> that is very very that is a very very deliberate turn of phrase. Um, and and then in his and his apology, he essentially backed up the fact that he knew exactly what he was saying. He knew why he was saying it. And he, it was, was that, that phrase wasn't foreign to him when he said this, I just used the absolute worst word that I could possibly think of at that particular time. So it was the worst phrase and that, you know, and that, but, but part of the issue here is not talking about him, uh, not talking about PewDiePie. He's going to have, 57 million subscribers until he has 54 million subscribers. But if, if the, if the last 18 months have taught you guys anything is that the, the rise of white supremacy, the the, the rise of uh, white privilege is, is really making a comeback that, you know, like it's, you know, like they, they, they've got their second win and, and it's really going, you know, and just, just, just in the last 48 hours, let, let me talk about 
in the last 48 hours, some of the things that have that have uh, transpired. Jamel Hill uh, tweeted out some very, very real um, statements uh, about our current commander in chief, that he is a white supremacist. That's a fact. That's a fact. Whether he whether he is one to the core or whether he's just playing one on TV, it's undeniable that he is a white supremacist and, and that he has surrounded himself with white supremacists. Uh, that that is a fact. Uh, the fact that he is incompetent and uh, and un, more unfit for this position than anyone in our history, probably, uh, well, it's not even probably, definitely than anyone in the history of our country. Um, but at least in our living history, absolutely. But anyone within the history of our country, uh, absolutely a fact. And like uh, like Reef said. People are, 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 you know, are all over social media trying to get her fired and have taken that opportunity to tweet back at her responses like, if I call you, so you call him incompetent, you called him a white supremacist, so then I can call you a nigger bitch. Yeah. Right. You right, know, right, like, right. I mean, like, how, how are those equal? But, you know, but again, this is, is we just, I just need a reason. So that was one thing. Now, Jamel Hill started her. The whole tweet started because Kid Rock is running for Senate <laughs> Senator Kid in Rock. Michigan. That shit is madness. Right. He's running madness. for Senate in Michigan as Kid Rock. Like not whatever his real fucking name is. He is going to be Senator Rock from the great state of Michigan. <laughs> yeah. And his and his announcement his announcement uh, platform was done at one of his concerts where he rhymed out a speech <laughs> and he used coded language like thugs and yeah. taking a knee and right doing, right know. right so so like all of that stuff happened then we have so then we have the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles who has oh a has, has a PhD in sociology. Um, from Brandeis of all places, pretty good school, um, who said there's no way that Colin Kaepernick is going to be on our team because he is protesting the national anthem and the flag, and there's nothing behind it. There's nothing he, you know, that's all he's doing. So somehow, the a person who is astute enough to to go through, you know undergrad and then and then uh get your phd and then be savvy enough to own a team isn't savvy enough to listen to the second part of a conversation that people have with colin kaepernick about why he is doing what he is doing so that's right so that that's that's the that's the second thing that happened then you had the red sox uh there was there was a group of brave 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 human beings who uh, on the green monster yesterday uh, unfurled a a uh, banner that said racism is as American as as baseball, and they you know stood up for a few minutes and then they were removed, um, and it, you know and the the headlines were uh, Red Sox remove racist banner or something you know something something to that effect. Um, again, trying to point, paint all of this stuff. All of these people talking about the truth in these in these truly, truly false and ugly lights. 
and and then on top of that, when you talk about appropriation, we can talk about the stupid bodega bodega cats. Um, fuck those guys. Uh, you know, taking uh, the bodega name and just making a vending machine, and then the logo is a cat. And they said they did. They had no idea that they were appropriating anything. Um, you know, all of this stuff to say that what needs to happen continually is for sane Americans, sane citizens of the world to continue to call out these things as they see them happen, to not allow, do not give uh, the willful ignorant safe harbor anywhere, anywhere, whether it be in their homes, in the bathroom, on the internet, it does not matter. That is the only way these things will change is if those bigots and assholes have no safe harbor anywhere. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And it's the there it was an interesting part of the conversation and, and very well said, C, um, about PewDiePie being, you know, from another country and how that is something that didn't get missed in translation, but that should be a thing that should get him off the hook. Here's here's my here's my quick thoughts about that. It is telling, telling, telling just how anti-blackness is spread across this planet. Anti-blackness comes in every form and flavor that you can think of. For this cat who is Swedish to come to America, spit nigger on his stream Knowing damn well that that's a word that, of course, we all know if you've been here long enough. He's made enough American money that he knows nigger is not dope. So that he can come here and spit that and then people will jump to his defense. Even knowing that Sweden has a has a racism problem everywhere on the planet has a racism problem. But people want to continue to give him some grace in this respect to be like, oh, he's foreign and doesn't know, didn't know any better. <laughs> That's that's I, that's I, bullshit. On, you know what? I mean, on. look, 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 look. Uh, one, one second, Tanya. I mean, look, we're not Cambodia, right? America, America exports everything, but our biggest export is our culture. No, so, it's not exported; it's stolen. Well, well, we but we no, we export our culture to other countries. I'm not talking about black culture. I'm talking about just American culture. In, in, in terms in general, of like media, media, oh, right. pop culture, right. TV, right. music, you know, uh, clothing styles, mannerisms, lexicon, all of that stuff is exported around the world. So there is not a person anywhere, uh, at, at least especially in the industrialized world, who doesn't understand the nuances of popular phrasing and and, you know, much to everyone's chagrin. The hard R N word is is part of popular culture. Right. Yeah. Tanya, what did what did you want to add? Um so first off, nobody here was surprised about PewDiePie doing this shit and about about anything else. What bothered me yeah, a I was, lot I was, I was being facetious. So what bothered me though is all of the mental gymnastics that I saw on Twitter from white people going, Oof. I don't say the N word, I cuss when I stream or whatever. And it's like, okay, that's cool, but who gives a fuck? We're talking about a problem that is systemic within gaming, within streaming. How many streams have we all been in and heard not black folks using this word and nope, like, you know, they're not PewDiePie. They're not some big streamer that, you know, nobody gives a shit. They just leave the stream. Or if they do talk about it, it's like, we have to deal with this. It's just a word. It's gaming. Lull. It's the internet. 
Which, you know, is bullshit. It's utter bullshit that everybody wants to excuse this. But the other thing is, there, you know, there are people, the discourse that we're seeing with the exception of Austin and a few other people, it's not black people having a say about this. You know, like, we right. all tweeted about it to varying degrees, but a lot of the discourse I saw that's being shared by other people is the, let me step back and reassure everyone I'm not a racist. It's not, this was terrible, let's bounce <laughs> this dude, let's take away his access. It was, oh, I gotta make sure everyone doesn't know that I'm a, not a fucking racist too. I don't say the N-word, and it's just like, who gives a shit? I don't care, because I'm sure that, especially the international white folks that I follow, this, you know, you may know about the culture, you may know about American culture and have visited here. No one is going to know the impact of that word being used against them except black folks here in the U.S. Agreed. You know. Right. And even international right. black folks, the, the context is going to, I mean, you can get called a nigger anywhere else in the world. But, you know, there's the context and historical weight of it here. You know, light as my ass is, I have been called nigger. I've been called nigger on, on the stream and everything else when we've done, like, the Black Lives Matter for Erica Garner stream and all the other stuff, playing a game with a black protagonist. People throw that out because for them, it is just a word. They don't give a shit. They don't care. Because a lot of times, you know, and and this is going to be something that people may yell at me about. We, we create e-celebrities of streamers and YouTubers. Right. If people didn't hide the dough because he could edit some crappy video together and sit there and, and have the shtick, have this persona whatever he is um then he wouldn't be in this position of power and you right. know shout out to jim sterling who who put out a really good video about the good boys of youtube how people doing all the same thing and you know he brings up the fact is like you know i wasn't even gonna talk about this but it literally happens i was cutting this video so let me talk about it because he's at a level like that too he's like we have a responsibility and a lot of this dude's followers are younger so they're gonna emulate him they're going to think that this is cool. And like, he's still in Sweden doing this shit. If you look at the, that clip, those aren't American powered um, sockets. They'll, he's still in Sweden making a lot of money off, you know, video game culture and everything else. And a lot of people that are emulating him and think that they're going to be him when they grow up because he's the first millionaire off YouTube. So I don't give a fuck right. about white people's opinion about this because all they're doing is backflips to prove how not racist mm -hmm. they are when we're carrying the weight of the conversation, but no one's listening. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much for like saying that, Tanya. I agree 100% with what you just said. And yeah, I mean, my whole thing is, you know, to, to go to what um, Kyle was saying, the whole international thing. I'm like, even if somebody was here and they didn't understand the word and they, you know, heard it in some songs and thought it was just a regular word to say, even if they did say it and get checked on it, their apology would not be like what PewDiePie apologized for if they were <laughs> right. honestly like, wow, I'm sorry. I really didn't understand, blah, blah, blah. It wouldn't have been like what like a PewDiePie said, which was literally, I'm sorry if you were offended. I mean, that's literally what he said, you know? Yeah, he was um, sorry because he lost money. That's the only reason he was fucking sorry. Exactly. So like, like I said before, <laughs> he's a piece of shit. He ain't had shit. He ain't never gonna be shit. <laughs> what, what was it in the color purple? Till you do right by me. Till you do right by me. Exactly. No good's gonna all, come to all, you. All I'm saying is fuck him as a staff label and a motherfucking crew. Like, wow. Right. Period. Wow. I I, I really I really want this to be, and I'm not. No, I don't want this to be some like uh, hill moment where 
everyone in the, the, the gaming space comes together and has this weird, fucked up, shitty ass, almost kumbaya moment to kind of put, put, push, push back against particularly just him. I want this to be a moment in which the gaming spaces, especially the ones, again, we as a show, our show, we bust our ass every week. We bust our ass doing so much work to try to make sure that we bring a smart, uh, fun, entertaining, uh, enlightening show to you at home and to everybody else out there. And I know if I were to use a racial epithet in the way that he did on my stream, we are donezo. Yep. We are Finn. There is no more show, no more access, no more codes, no more interviews, any of that stuff. So if people don't take the time to make sure that he either gets blacklisted or that he doesn't get the stuff that he needs to, 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 to make the stuff that he has, because the other content that he did failed, his YouTube red stuff got bumped before it was pulled by Disney. So unless that stuff gets pulled and he sees a huge drop in his numbers, then it doesn't really mean anything in the grand scope. So shout out those again, shout out those people who are in PR that you may know, shout out the brands that you think are going to be wanting to work with him and say, yo, y'all can't rock with us. This is not a thing that we as consumers, our show, when I run up on people, I'm like, look, we have an audience, we have a community we are a, a section of the demographic of gamers that you should be catering to, advertising to, and spending your money with us so that you can share your stuff with them. Because we spend money. We are consumers. We are just as big of a demographic in the gaming space as anybody else. So knowing that that's the case, use your wallet, use your voices online, make sure that he gets shut down in any of the places. Because I bet you money, I bet you money, you give him another six months. Or a year, we'll see another thing that happens. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's right. clockwork. Exactly. It's right. clockwork. Right. 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 He's so, addicted to being an asshole. But I, I don't even want to give him the addicted to being an asshole thing because that feels like letting him slide, in some weird way. I'm like, you can. I'm an. I'm an asshole. You're an asshole. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> of course. Assholes. Of course. <laughs> but of course. I know that I I have not had in my being when I get mad when I play anything. But when I'm mad at everybody else in the right. world, then I'm just going to randomly just have this thing just jump out of my body. That's bullshit. Like you don't get the you don't get props for being a human being, a, a decent human being. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't get props for not saying shit you shouldn't say. Yep. Right. Well, so I kind of want to address something in that's in the chat uh, that's kind of been going around. And uh, um, it's it's a controversial thing and maybe a little problematic. And, and, you know, I'm going to say that uh, disclaimer time, the views of Cicero Holmes are, are solely his and not reflective necessarily of the spawn on me podcast. Um, they are Cicero Holmes, AKA stubby Stan, AKA Caesar's views. Um, but uh, I'll start off right off the bat. No white people, shouldn't be saying nigger white people shouldn't be saying nigger um in my eyes those two words are different words they mean different things um and uh and i 
I partially blame, and some people may call this respectability politics or, or what have you. I partially blame us, uh, the hip hop community, for popularizing and normalizing the word nigga. And, and as a result, it has given a legion of white people to the, 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 uh, credence and the, the ability and the, uh, the, uh, righteous indignation to say things like, well, you guys say it. Why can't we say it? Well, um, there, there are, you know, Kai and I both grew up and are in and around the Bronx. Um, Reef grew up in Patterson, New Jersey. So there were lots of non-black people around us that uh, spoke the same way that we spoke. Um, and we looked at them as, you know, especially people of color. We, we looked at all of us as black folks. So all of the rules of black folks apply to us. Um, but, you know, nine times out of ten, there was always at least one white kid. There was a white kid on the block. If you lived on an all black block, there's a white kid on the block. And maybe that kid didn't say the N word, but he was down with y'all. He was cool. He got, he got a pass to do just about everything. And what hip hop has done has been to allow all white kids. Cause you know, now hip hop is not just black music. It is American music. And it has, allowed America it has allowed the things that we said that was for us and made it normal for them and you can tell the difference between a white person that is down with the hip-hop culture versus uh you know a white person that's not and the way they say nigga um and I don't like it when white folks say it but I don't like when black folks tell white folks they just, you know, just off GP, you can't say it. You're not allowed to say it. You can't do it. Da 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 da. I, I think f- for for us, it's whack. It takes away some of the culpability that we have as a result of popularizing things. Um, wow. You, you know, like yeah, yeah. Like I said, those are these are my feelings. Yeah, I I just want to get on record that I 100% disagree with that. I don't know if we want to get into a whole conversation on <laughs> that. Fair. I mean, Look, I, let's, I'm I, working I, on Pacific time. I, I got time for this. Uh, yeah, I think we should quickly just address it. Okay. And then move on to the next Go thing. ahead, Shreve. You're already talking because I'm going I'm to be that person. All right. So I'll just say that, you know, I think Nani brings up a great point in the chat that, you know, this thing is way before hip hop. It's not a hip hop problem. And as people of color, we should be able to make art that speaks to our community and if it becomes popular that does not mean that we are automatically granting um access to anybody else to i do that stuff just like just because there's you know gay pride parades all over the place does not mean that you can go around and you know try to say certain things that you might hear some of your gay friends say you know um, just because you're participating in, you know, any kind of festivities from St. Patrick's Day right. to, uh, to, you know, to, 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 um, id or like any of this stuff, like mm-hmm. it does not mean that those cultures are, are giving people permission to participate in the sort of deepest parts of it. It just means that they're speaking to their communities and you get a window into it. 
Um, but I don't think that that necessarily means that it's saying, hey, you can do this too. Now, that might be a um, something that ends up happening and something that people think um, that they're given that, but that's on them. Like, I, I really don't believe that you can blame a culture creator um, specifically in terms of like a hip hop, but for other stuff as well, um, you know, for the spread of like any kind of language that that is included in their work. Well, I, I so I, you well, know, and again, we this is this is we where we have, you know, uh, respectful differences with re, with regards to this. It, you know, let's look at another piece of hip hop lexicon that has that is pervasive. With it without uh, throughout America, shout out. Everybody uses shout out. We've heard it on Capitol Hill. That is that came directly from hip hop culture. The difference is shout out isn't isn't loosely a- attached to any doesn't have any negative connotations to it. So nobody has anything to say about it. Uh, you know, people use the colloquial cat for a really long time. They use the word homeboy. You know, I mean, there's there are lots of things that are appropriated to the point where they they just become part of the lexicon to the point where they're not appropriated anymore. They're just American phrases. Um, and and, I'm you know, in, in no way, shape or form am I endorsing the, the fact that that nigga is is one of those words. But but honestly, and, it, you know, again. These are just the thoughts and feelings of Cicero Holmes. Honestly, that is that is our shame in in this word. If we're being if we're if we're really being uh, objective about this. Okay, I'm a. You know what? No, I'm gonna be that person. I love you, Cicero, but you are so wrong right now. Okay. Um, because it's not my fault. That a word that a we reclaimed from the lexicon with people calling us basically subhuman. Let's not forget the origins of the word. Talking right, about okay. Oh, hold on. Right. No, I listen to you. I made a face, yeah, but yeah, I didn't no, you cut you. you I didn't cut you off. You got it. Um, but you talking about cat and shout out and all this? That that does not have the same emotional historical weight as nigger. And I'm gonna, I'll be the first one to tell a white person that is not your word. You don't have the same emotional response to it. You don't. I mean, look at. If there, if it was just a word, if it, if I couldn't tell white people not to say it, Mafia Three wouldn't have had that warning. You know, I wouldn't right. have had that same visceral reaction even now. And I'm in my forties. I grew up in Chicago. Right. That word has weight. That has fuck all to do with hip hop and the history of. I mean, people say bitch and hoe all the time. That has a history to it. But I'm not gonna be just. I'm not gonna go into a possibly homicidal rage if somebody calls me a bitch versus if they call me a nigger. So that that's that's just straight up respectability politics. I'm not taking the blame for white people not knowing the history of a word, especially some foreign grown ass man that has. Oh, oh yeah, no, 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 yeah, not I, that. I, no, yeah, I didn't not, cut I'm you not off. Talking about that, no, I didn't cut you off. Yeah, you got it. So I I'm like two hundred and fifty nine thousand percent in disagreement with you, especially because you throw out things like shout out and all this other stuff. Those are hip hop terms. That people have appropriated, but and hip hop is done by the artists. But look at Eminem; he's out there kicking it with Dr. Dre. He ain't said the word, as far as we know, but he's not on his music, and he's in hip hop. So I don't, I don't buy that. I'm, I am so confused at that take 
that you took. That take was <laughs> on a whole other zip code. code. Because here's here's my thing. Okay. We all know, and before we move on, because we, we're going to go to the, the, the end of the show right. in the last segment. We all know the cultural historical connotations to all the negative words that have been attached to black people forever. Right. We all know that we don't get to necessarily determine how those things have been placed upon us through history. Mm -hmm. The ability to have reclaimed at least this one particular thing of all the things that have been taken, stolen, used and continue to be used by white folks. For whatever reasons that they feel like they can, but bodegas included of late. This one particular thing, we all have decided that it is not dope to rock with. Mm -hmm. So much so that we truncate it down to the N word because we know nigger is wrong. (laughs) We've all decided that that is the thing that we've all societally have figured out that this is a thing that we are like, you know what? This is beyond the pale. We don't want to rock with this. Mm-hmm. There is no reason to attribute that section of it because we have flipped a thing that we continuously do as black people to survive in this country, something that is negative into something that can be construed or used in a way that gives us any small amount of power, any small amount of um, ability to, ability to reclaim something that is ours or that was negative or any way to rebuild culture that was already stolen. So it's like, you can't attach that just to, to hip hop music. Cause then that's like, well, you know, what else can't, what else can't we have that other people feel like they can just take and use whenever they feel like it. I'm not saying it's a great thing that we have reclaimed. I'm saying it's a thing that we have said it's ours. Now you can't have it. And there's some power in that in a place that we have not had much in this country. So for that to be a thing that's that that's in the in the mix, you can't blame hip hop for that. It's like the worst version of respectability Ah, politics that I can think of. It's like, hey, y'all flip this word that y'all took because it was a word that was terrible. And now you've made it into something that you feel like you can have. They're two separate words. And that we have the two separate words, but it doesn't make two separate words, man. It, it doesn't All make right, a difference. I think we should just agree. Yeah, I mean, that's we'll, just, we'll, we'll yeah. move on. Because we're just going to go forever yeah, we, on this giant. And, right. It'll be yeah, midnight we're, we're tomorrow. Shit. Yes. Yeah, I ain't got that much hard drive space. I know. This is, oh, that's word. True. We, we, we recording waves. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, a, a great kind of segue into um, from that conversation to the conversation we're going to have right now is. Um, talking about the online spaces that we are all in currently right now on Twitch and in other uh, forms of factors in the gaming space. Um, Tanya had a fantastic uh, trip over to Twitch HQ this week and had a a really cool um, conversation and uh, stream that was on the front page of Twitch uh, about uh, being able to stream safely as a person of color. Um, Tanya, I want to give you the floor, uh, let you kind of talk about your experience at the at the uh, TwitchCon, not TwitchCon, that's coming up soon, at Twitch HQ, uh, and tell everybody kind of uh, how you felt about everything. Um, so I got to spend the day with Twitch. You know, um, the reason the, the talk came about is because at PAX East, I did the panel that you and I did about streaming safely, and there were actually some folks from uh, Twitch Data Science in the audience. And uh, at the end, got a question about kind of, do you feel that Twitch is doing enough to keep you all safe? And we all were kind of like, ha no. Um and so I've kept in touch with those folks. I, I, they, uh, 
couldn't make it out to Twitch. I'm sorry, PAX West, but we had been talking, we've been talking. And uh, prior to PAX West, we'd actually set up the the talk and the event um, because it's something important. And, you know, from the reactions that we get at the panel, both at PAX East, PAX West, and at uh, GamerX, a lot of people don't think about it. They just simply don't think about that it could be different for somebody not like them. Um, you know, of the audience of Twitch staff, not everybody in that room streamed, even though they work at Twitch. And so went over it, you know, uh, people follow me on Twitter. I did kind of an informal poll, threw it out there of like, you know, why do you stream? If you used to stream, why did you stop? Or if you don't stream, why? And the look on people's faces when, when the anecdotal data was fear of harassment, just straight up number one response was, uh, and people just kind of had that look of, what do you mean fear of harassment? And, you know, there's some stuff that I can talk about, some stuff I can't, because, you know, you have to sign an NDA when you walk in the door. Um, but a lot of the stuff that, that I brought up, they were very well aware of and actually had very extended conversations with the moderation and admin folks. Um, so it was it was a good conversation. However, I did not know it was going to be on the front page of Twitch. I'm glad I didn't. I would have been way more nervous than I than I was anyway. Uh, you know, people see people compliment me on my public speaking, but I'm actually really, really a nervous and anxious public speaker. Um, so it was a good conversation, and I, you know, I learned some things. Like I did not know that Automod is actually machine learning. So let's say you know uh, people keep using certain words in the chat, and the more that we deny them, eventually it doesn't even come up in Automod. Eventually, it'd be like. Well, you keep denying this word. Clearly, it's a bad word. And it uh, talks to your banned word list. So, obviously, if someone keeps using nigger or, or bitch or whatever you put in your, your banned word list, it's, uh, it's going to learn eventually, hey, you don't want those in your chat. And if, you, and if people use them and deny them, it just eventually won't show up. And same with whitelisting. So, like um, a regular of mine, her name is Bitraptor. But Automod always saw the B-I-T and assumed somebody was going for bitch. So it would mm. always automod anything she said because of her username, but eventually it stopped doing that. So machine learning is involved with automod, and like a suggestion that I have for them was um, let let streamers make their own level because you know things that are are I don't want to say trigger because that's trivializing trigger, but things that will be an issue for me may not be an issue for any of you, like because you're dudes. So words that would be banned right. in my chat or issue in my chat may not be words for you all, you know, right. Um, right. So it was a really good talk, um, but the the downside is the chat proved why we need to have these conversations. Mm. Um, oh my it god! Was a mess. Yes. It was terrible. because I couldn't see the chat, obviously. And then um, the VOD is up. The VOD will be there, and they're going to send me the the video. Is when you go back and look at the VOD, it's like I didn't have the audio. I know what it sound like. Just watching all of the deleted comments, all of the people trying to reason with folks. Um, you know, and shout out to Andrea and uh, to UGR Gaming and Malavit and, and all my folks that were in there because they were like, you're not listening. Because um, even when the chat was, even when the stream itself was over, people were still having conversations. Um, yeah, Dr. U, that chat, that chat was something else. Um, uh, shout out to Dr. U, who is a, a Twitch staff member with that lovely wrench. In, in their username. <laughs> Shout out to Dr. U. Um, but it, it, it proved the point. And so, you know, I've, I've started some discussions with folks on the admin side, on the safety side. 
and they're aware of these issues. And, you know, one thing that comes up a lot and that they're aware of and that they are trying to fix, but infrastructure is an issue, is, you know, the fact that you don't get a response when you submit an abuse report. They're aware of that fact. They know it's a big issue for users. Um, so hopefully, you know, this time in a few months, hope maybe next year, we can see some major changes coming. Um, I will be at TwitchCon. Unfortunately, I did not take the, the panel as it was submitted, but I will be there actually talking about being political on Twitch. And it really, it really cemented the fact that these conversations need to happen and that a lot of people just simply are immature assholes. Um, a lot of people got to the point where, they're, where they basically were saying I was a racist for talking about needing diversity and inclusion and the fact that, you know, me as a black female and someone who's out and queer may not want to be on camera just because of how people act. I mean, even tonight, there are a few people we had to ban out and we're talking about a relevant issue. So um, it it's hard but the chat was good. I got a lot of great feedback from Twitch folks that I've talked to since getting home. And, you know, even though I had a hellish way to get there, it took me 13 hours <laughs> between delayed flights and weather. Uh, I feel like we did some good. And I feel like a lot of people want to keep having the conversations, especially people in data science who can take quantitative data and go, this is why we need to do this. This is important. Um, and then the people that, you know, work there who may not think about it because they don't stream. They work at Twitch. Maybe they don't want to go home and look at streams anymore. Um, the admin team. Mm. So I think it was very worthwhile. I hope I get to go back again, maybe kind of do a follow-up a year later, six months later, but also put them in contact with people who are having these issues because I'm not the be-all, end-all of, of someone who's on Twitch. You know, I'm, I'm an affiliate. I'm not a partner streamer, um, but it's a platform I've grown with for three years. I've changed a lot. The platform has changed. Um, and And it just showed that moderation tools are amazing, and they can give us all the tools in the world, but if people aren't shit, people aren't shit. Um, so that's why I really like, I mean, they're not, I mean, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm laughing because it's so yeah. damn true. Well, that's what I tried to, to do, but a lot of people don't know where to start. Like some people don't even know how to make folks mods. Some folks don't right. even know like how to ban people or they don't even know like that auto mod exists. They don't right. know any of this stuff. So even a, a welcome to Twitch toolkit, like, Hey, we see you've been here three months, six months. You haven't left yet welcome can we check in can we do what's good um so there's just a lot of folks that i think could benefit from even just thinking about it and think about why you don't see a lot of black folks featured on twitch i mean ugr look at what happened when he was on the front page I, he sent me a screenshot of someone of a twitter account encouraging swatting luckily Jeez. they had the really <laughs> wrong address somewhere not in the state we both live in but this is a this is something where people are doing it. When I brought up the fact that he's a black dude, um, and he very well could have got killed, I saw in the chat layers like, "Oh, that's racist. Why white people get swatted too?" And it's like, "Yeah, dude, you clearly have not paid attention. You don't know what Black Lives Matter is about." And you know, as a black person, I got a lot more to fear from the cops than you do. So, yeah, yeah so, so yeah. I'm my main question for you is, did people at Twitch seem surprised that all these issues existed? Or were they like, we know they exist and we're bringing in, you know, an expert as yourself to help us with it? Uh, a lot of people, that, especially in the moderation team and the admin team, because they've got a lot of ad hoc moderators. You know, everybody who works mm -hmm. with Twitch is not literally in that, in that building. Um, oh, okay. 
you know, they've got, you know, they've actually got a spot here in Chicago, but it's all like the biz dev folks. Um, it seems like the people that are actively like out there moderating the chats really, really knew about it. And other folks were aware, but maybe they didn't know the severity of it. Um, mm. You know, like I, I actually took examples of what people said of why they stop streaming, of why they don't stream. And um, so I could just see the reaction to some people where it's like, you know, I was harassed to the point where I streamed once and I didn't want to do it ever again. So I think that's a, that's something that people are just, it, it, they had that moment. Some people were surprised. A lot of people in that room really weren't. Mm. Um, and Micah, I see your comment in the stream. Please have your friend reach out to me. Um, so, so hit me up. I, I guess the, the question I have is I, I'm always interested to see how companies kind of combat this uh, form of harassment, both internally and externally. Mm-hmm. Twitch is at a really different um, precipice because they are both kind of uh, 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 being attacked by the harassment in some forms of fashion. This is going directly out to the people who are streaming. Um but also they are giving a platform that is kind of enabling harassment to happen, not necessarily in the ways of saying we're going to let things slide. But like we have provided a platform for people to stream. We provided a platform for people to kind of be out there, uh, uh, you know, in the world by themselves on on our on our platform. Do you feel like Twitch at this point is kind of going to hopefully put their money where their mouth is? I don't know how much the folks who are doing that internal moderation are being paid, but I would be thinking, I would be hoping that for folks who are seeing all this toxicity on a consistent basis and seeing all these terrible messages and seeing all these awful uh, uh, things transpire, that that's a huge toll on your mental Mm -hmm. faculties. That's like a huge emotional toll. Do we know, or is there any conversation about, you know, we want to bring in more people and, and, and really, you know, compensate them well, for having to do this kind of work and hopefully be able to kind of uh, give them the ability to kind of take that time off or, or do any of that stuff. Were there any conversations during the time that you were there about those particular folks in that position and how they're being treated? Um, we didn't really talk about conversation. That wasn't a, a conversation I, w- I was having, but I did bring up the fact of like, you know, A, you need more people. Um, but you know, when an abuse report comes in, when a harassment report comes in, a real life human being does actually read it because one thing I really try to reinforce is more transparency to the process, because I think mm. a lot of the perception, misperception, and the way people see Twitch is because there's not a lot of peeking behind the curtain. It feels like you do a report, you report something, you ban people, and it goes out in the void. So um, that that was something that I tried to bring up every chance I got is that, you know, for me as an outsider... You know, because partners don't get a lot of extra tools that, you know, but I'd never know that if, even though I know partner streamers, you know, everyone has the same moderation tools. Everyone has the same stuff about that. Um, So we didn't talk about compensation, but I did kind of reinforce that, you know, A, you need more people, but also think about who is reviewing it. Because if you've got a mostly white reviewing staff on like your admin team, your abuse team, and it's a racial issue that comes in, are they going to review it fairly? Are they going right. to know what to do with it? And that's not a, oh, we're, someone's being a racist when they review something. It's a, this doesn't affect me the same way. Am I going to review it the same way? 
Or are you going to think, oh, it's the internet. Someone probably didn't mean it. Maybe it's a dumb kid. So, um, but it was something that came up and there's more conversations to be had. Um, hopefully right. the folks mm-hmm. I met, all of them are going to be at TwitchCon. So we can have further conversations because I'll be there as well. And I've only got one panel. So I could actually have meetings with people. <laughs> um, so <laughs> the, 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 the inroads have been made. Um, and I'm trying to, to bring some folks along for the ride and, and say, hey, you know, what's the issue for you? So if I can be a conduit to that and, and take this back to Twitch directly, maybe that that's how it's going to work out. But, you know, I, I, I was lucky enough to have that connection, that privilege, and I'm going to use it as much as I can to, to try to help folks. And again, um, you know, before we get up out of here, you know, going to Twitch, uh, Twitch HQ and being able to share that amazing information and, and go up there and, and talk to folks is one of the reasons why, you know, we've always rocked with your work and, and have always known that you're doing something really important. And it's been great to see you flourish in the space and be able to kind of get more love and have people recognize the dope work that you're doing. So, you know, as a part of as a part of the team and as a part of the crew, it's, it's super awesome to see. But it's also really nice to see you get some shine uh, just to see all the work that you've been doing with I Need Diverse Games. Just get the love that it deserves. So. Again, you know, shout out to the whack people in the chat because they were whack during that day. <laughs> Ooh, and, I uh, looked at bags. it. I was like, mm, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not- trash bags. You're all like whack hunter gear. You're all <laughs> Why are you not a ra- rag oh, on hunter gear when that's my class, though? Because it's garbage right now. They're, they're the whack hunter gear of the world. Wow. That's what they are, those people. Why, why you got to be like um, that? Making me all ashamed. I'm, I'm waiting to get Making me all ashamed of my... <laughs> Hey, I'm with you. I'm in that same boat. Um, See, uh, we're about to get up out of here. Uh, Can you share the social media business with everybody at home? Social media business is as follows. If you're on social media, find Spawn on me. You can find everything that we're doing on all the social media channels. Check those bios for our individual stuff. It's all there. Uh, Download the show on your favorite podcatcher, whatever it is. If it's a place where you can subscribe, please do so. Uh, if it's a place where you can rate and review, please do so as well. Keep us close to number one in other games uh, as we were on the iTunes charts this week and f- fifth on the uh, all, all games, all gaming or games and hobbies podcast list. So, uh, you know, make sure you rate, subscribe and review uh, so we can stay in that top 10, stay on that hot list. Uh, go to ESN.FM slash spawn on me. That's our homepage or spawn on dot me to find this show in all of our archives, all of our other shows. And if you have a message that is more than 140 characters, make sure you check it out uh, by emailing at us. At spawn on me podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Word, 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 word. Nice little pregnant, um, pregnant pause there. Pregnant pause, pregnant pause. Yeah, again, thank you to the folks over at Waypoint. Awesome Walker, again, yes. being fantastic and amazing for giving us a huge shout out on, on their last podcast and boosting us literally to the stratosphere uh, with a crazy amount of love over an iTunes side. And, and, and Twitter has been nuts. My phone has been freaking the fuck out in the past 20 to 40, 24 to 48 hours. Um, thank you to everyone who came by the, sh- uh, came by the show and watched the stream tonight. 
Um, you are all fantastic in the chat. We love you dearly. It's been so cool to be able to have these conversations in real time with all of you listening at home. Tuesday, you'll be able to hear all this good stuff uh, when you'll be hearing it in audio form. We just hit 22 subs tonight, nice. wow. which is fantastic. Uh, we're on the road to a thousand uh, followers by the end of September. We're already at 707. Um, I had a, a, a I had a, a stream open with all the names of all the folks who um, did all that work tonight, but randomly it just cleared itself out. So, I don't have any <laughs> so at the beginning of the show, the internet demons stabbed Sharif's uh, browser and they stabbed mine uh, on on the end of the show. But we will be sharing out all that information in some form or fashion, uh, either on our Facebook page, on Twitter. Uh, or some other form of uh, entertainment and social media. Uh, so we want to give those folks the love that they deserve for uh, following, subscribing, uh, and all that cool stuff. Uh, so until then, make sure to be checking out YouTube, all the places that C uh, talked about, because we're going to be sharing that the, this show back out in VOD form uh, on YouTube and other places. And we'll be up out of here for episode 190. Thank you all for hanging out with this really dope conversation. Only here that you can find on Spawn on Me. And until then... We will see you all next week. All right. Later, y'all. Hey.